Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. How much time till we're on? We're on, Ron. What? We're on the air right now. I'm ready. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. The all-new Kia Nero. Available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au. Welcome to Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to the show, Badge and Sats. Uh, big night tonight, the Dally M Awards, which has really flown under the radar. Badge, welcome to the show. We didn't realise until last night, did we? we yeah. Dally M's tomorrow it's night. Usually, usually the week of after the regular season, well, isn't it? Well, it was. I don't, I don't know about recently, well, but I, it I was. I remember they used to have it on the ago. Monday night, and a lot of the players didn't want to go because they had Mad Monday, and yeah. they'd turn up dusty. I reckon, yeah, that's right. So after the regular season, maybe too early um, because there's so many other awards now and they've got to collate all of those awards after the last game. It's not mm. just about getting the votes in for the Dally M. Um, it's all the other awards that have to be voted on. Remind, reminder to everyone too, it doesn't matter what happened in the finals. Yes. The coach of the year, the player of the year, the positions, all of that stuff, it's all about what happened in season. Um, but, yeah, I, I thought maybe second week into the finals you'd probably have it in that way. Eight clubs that have already – Eight clubs that didn't make the finals, plus another two, they'd they'd be feeling okay. Yeah, um, you still have a few teams in the finals, and just hope it doesn't get in the way of their preparation. Yeah, interesting. We're going to uh, take on one of their topics tonight, actually, in relation to some of the headlines throughout the year. We'll get to that very soon. Also, what the the leaderboard looked like after the votes went behind closed doors. I reckon doors. it's a two horse race. I think it is too. I think it is too. And mm. thank you all the listeners through the Super Radio Network, the SEN stations, and a special shout out. To our listeners through SENQ 693 AM in Brizzy, SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast in Canberra 1323. Grab the podcast wherever you get your podcast from Sports Day NSW or QLD. Uh, Woogie's back on next Tuesday, listeners. I know you're really excited about that. He sent me a photo mm. this afternoon of, no. you know, he's still in Bali. Three weeks in Bali. It is a long time. It is, isn't it? To, um, sit, to sit in one pool. Yeah. And be at one spot. It's funny because he, he sent me a picture in the pool. One, Woogie, if you're listening via the app, don't send us photos with your shirt off. Okay, not nice. And But there's a big statue behind him in this photo and the statue's looking down on him as if to say, what the hell are you doing? Is it a, a statue of Buddha? <laughs> I thought it was just seeing a reflection <laughs> of itself. <laughs> Uh, we've got Good That's work. Ridiculous Night. Uh, give us the That's Ridiculous. can be sports-related or general knowledge. I, I've got a That's Ridiculous really quickly for you. What? I saw a photo the other day of a, a, a van that is advertising Tesla at a in America at a petrol station filling up with petrol. Come on, that's ridiculous. <laughs> but I reckon it's, oh, the van was filling up with petrol. Yeah, I got you. Okay. <laughs> I thought, well, that's not a bad place to have an ad because people go, well, I wouldn't have to fill up with petrol. I just... 
I just have to sit here and charge me car for an hour and a half. So there you go. That's, a, that's minutes, Whatever it is. So sending you that's ridiculous. Might be something about the game. This weekend, we've got Nathan Taylor from the Western Weekend and a mad Penrith supporter. Last night, of course, we had Troy Warner, who's a, a para fan. Tonight, it's the Panthers' turn. And also joining us on the show to talk about the current Panthers squad and also his uh, recollections of playing in a grand final is 2003 grand final winning captain Craig Ah, Gower. yes. Yeah, you're good, mate. Gowie. Gonna, what do you call him? Pig. Pig. You're not allowed to call him Pig anymore. Oh, but you do. His wife, Amanda, blows up. Oh, okay. So right. we only call him Pig when she's not around. Hopefully she's yeah. not listening. She's actually corrected us. We've gone Pig, and she's, don't call him Pig. His name's Craig. It's Craig. Yeah. It's hard, hard to call your mate. She's a Craig good lady. Great lady, Amanda. Um, now, my nephew got engaged. Oh, nice. Jordan. Your, it was your my, daughter's 21st my on My ugly sister's son. Right. Yep. She She's not ugly anymore. No, that no, she's beautiful she now, and she's a great person. Yeah. She was ugly when she was born, like I say, and everyone knows that. Haven't you been told not to say this? Well, she rang me today. She said, can you stop talking about me? Because <laughs> she rang me about the story where you said, do you know Fun Fact Thursday, of course, tomorrow? We're going to have Fun Fact Thursday, so get mm. your fun facts in ready for tomorrow. Um, I've got a good fun fact right now. Is that she said, can you stop talking about me? I, yeah, you keep talking about how ugly I was. But last night, Jordan, my son, the one that got engaged on the weekend, rang me to say that, that I went over to England a size 8, but I came back a size 16. I said, well, obviously the cold didn't make you lose weight. The Yorkshire pies oh, and puddings that you, you ate. tell her? Yeah. So he okay. got me. He got me okay, so he got So engaged. millennial, but. He's so millennial. She, he's got a beautiful partner, Brooke. Uh, they're they a great couple. different these days, don't they? Yeah. So, yeah, down at Cabarita Beach, he, he had his brother go down. And, Northern and his, New South Wales. His girlfriend set up this, like, this picnic rug and all this, you know, like these hors d'oeuvres and... Um, you know, crackers and all that sort of stuff. And then you know, a sign saying, will you marry me? And and then someone up in the up in the trees videoing it while he got down on one knee and, you know. How, yeah, did, you, how, did, you, how did you propose, Gary? Um, do you want to get married, darling? Yeah, I didn't even actually. I think we should. No, I, I did I, I did say to her, hey, um, yeah, I, I, we should, let's get engaged or something, you know, married. It was pretty, wasn't, it was pretty romantic, but I did. Before we go much further, got to go and ask your dad because you did that then. Yeah, I went and asked her dad, and I said, "What do you think about that?" And he went, "Good on your son." Slap on the back. Already called your son. Well, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So very nice. Um, but they just do it differently, don't they? Remember the gender reveal well, at the Broncos? That was my one nephew of the Jordan, he will do a classic gender reveal. He'll oh. have a he'll have a balloon that he's got to pop, and oh. blue or pink comes out, whatever it may be. Yeah, yeah. They're different. I understand that. We we were different than our parents, and every generation. He'll hate this. He has listens to the show. There, has got there. <laughs> but what what annoys what annoys people about millennials? Is there anything else, or is it just us? Are we just a bit old fogey sets? Do you know what it really annoys me is when you go out to dinner. And actually, this isn't millennials just now, but it's pretty much a lot of people. When you're sitting, you're at dinner and you look around the other tables and people are reading their phones. Oh, everyone's on their phone. Started by the millennials. Yeah. There you go. I'm going to yeah, blame it good. on the millennials. What, what about not- this? Is this Is this just, it seems to be everyone that I know that millennials don't pay board. Yeah, my daughter's in that they category. They just don't pay board. Like, yeah. they don't, and there's no guilt. There's no, there's, it's like, what? We, we, we have to help what? out. What? <laughs> Well, I, I use, I eat food and I use stuff and I live and I've got a bit, and I have to pay for it. I'd educate my daughter the other day. I said, come over here. We've got those side by side, you know, bin, one for recycling, one for general waste. And I said, what side is the recycling? She said, the right side. I said, and she goes, yeah, but that's plastic. You can't put that in recycling. <laughs> Why not? Right. <laughs> Why not? 
So I had to educate her at oh, 21. Oh, there, there you go. go. Hey, talking about millennials, Matt. Oh, Matt's birthday. Are you a millennial? Uh, I barely scrape in yet. So you're a millennial. Oh, sorry if you've taken any offense, but happy birthday. Thank you very much. Matt's uh, birthday today. Hello. Yeah, will uh, I'm 26 today. 26. And you, and before, today. Actually, before the show. Do you pay board? Uh, I have paid rent since I was 18. So I moved out of home. I knew there was something really good. Oh, so you're not at home and you didn't? No, my parents live out in the country. Okay. Right. That's right. They're from Queensland, a place called Gaindar, yes. which back, is a citrus capital. If you went yes. back after all these years of paying your own rent and everything, would you would you think, oh, I, I, I should be pitching in? I would either pay, I'd either pay board or offer to, like, buy groceries or cook dinner and stuff like that. Like, you know, you do go. chores around the house at Pay least. To help out. Buy yeah. your parents a car. He's, say, like he's saying that, that now. He's saying that now. Do you know what I love, Good about, on you, mate. You know what I love about Matt? I love my Monty Python movies. And I, I'm sure we've got lots of listeners that love Monty Don't Python. Don't we love them? But he was reciting word for word these lines from some of the great Monty Python movies. Oh, yeah. From yeah. Life of Brian. Oh, we've got actually one there on the button bar. What's the, the one we've got on the button bar? Which is one of my favourites from Life of Brian. No. Oh, see. No, I've lost it. Oh, you've lost it. Oh, he's too excited about his birthday. I love it. I love it. Now, we've got a $100 Bingley voucher again tonight, and we are stealing this from the Dalliums because yes. the great Peter Chippy Fralingos, one of the great journalists who unfortunately was taken from us in 2004. Yep, too um, early. And a champion guy. You would have had a lot to do with him, Badge. Yeah, yeah, Chippy was on uh, on tours that I went on and, and, you know, at many, many games that we played and uh, outstanding journey and yeah. just a champion bloke. Great I think guy. that's why everyone really liked him. And he, um, yeah, they, they've named the, uh, the headline-grabbing moment at the Dally M's every year is the Peter Chippy Fralingos Award. Yep. So what what is your headline grabbing moment from this year? Um, I I want to throw mine. Well, mine is the and I you know my memory doesn't go back far enough. I'm I'm just going back a few weeks. That's seven sin bins in the elimination final. That mm. was just crazy. It was crazy. That was it? madness. The yeah. South and Chooks, the brutality, the aggro, everything that went. That was just absolutely crazy. So yeah, that was mine. Um, what have you got? Um, well, the one that stood out for me was uh, playing for Prop. The rainbow jerseys, the seven oh, manly was... players withdrew from the match against the Roosters. That, that just – it was it coincidental that they went off the track there and didn't win a game after that? Or? Absolutely. Had every it wasn't coincidental. Was it. Not, a, not yeah. coincidental at all. Um, what about Alex they... Johnston's 30 tries? Two years in a row. Two years in a row. That hasn't really been – and I know he'll get in the Dally M for the highest try score yep. this year. And I hope they make a big deal of it. It's it's just outstanding mm. to be to be right up there, and unfortunately missed the last game, didn't he, or last game or two? Yeah, talk about millennials. What about the rise of the millennial, Joseph Suali'i, and how he just the form that he mm. brought into the NRL as an eighteen-year-old yeah. doesn't turn nineteen until good. the end of a season. Looks good. Yep. So I wonder what our listeners um, have. You got a uh, a headline-grabbing moment from this year? Anything from this year that you think was? Uh, one of the uh, the biggest moments. Tell us what it is for your chance to win the hundred dollar Bing Lee voucher. Zero four five seven seven three six seven three six is our number. Now we mentioned the Dally M's. Yep. Tonight mm. happening soon. Yep. Um, I got a fun fact it's from at the, the Dally uh, M's. Randwick Racecourse. Now Dally M's. Yeah. Named after Dally Messenger. Yes. Now there was people Not years ago Dally thought Cherry it was Evans. No, well, they no. thought it was the Daily M, like yep. Daily Mirror. No, Dally. I was ruined. Please don't say daily. It's Dally Mess, Dally M's, Dally Messenger. He's he was the he's now an immortal. Finally yes. got immortalised. He was the first big name player in rugby union and the biggest name player in rugby union that switched to this new game called rugby league that had actually started in the northern hemisphere in England 
in um, up, up the north of England. They called mm-hmm. it the Northern yep. Game. And New Zealand and Australia decided that they would um, – that the New Zealand and Australia yep. decided that they would make the switch. Yep. And he jumped codes. Yes. His first test was for New Zealand. What? He, he got what? invited to go over with the All Golds who put a team together. In rugby And went league. over to England. Yes. And he went over with them and he appeared for New Zealand. So his first test was actually for New Zealand. Invo- involved with this that's ridiculous. New Zealand rugby league team. Over Come there. on. That's ridiculous. It was. All of, all of his records. When he left rugby, all of his records were expunged for 100 years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That um, is a fun amazing, fact. Amazing. Amazing. And we have was, got fun facts Thursday outs- tomorrow. He was just a star. So, yep. yeah, fun fact Thursday yep. tomorrow. The best text tonight, as Badge said, wins a $100 voucher to Bing Lee. And that is based on, well, what's your uh, Peter Trippi Falingos headline-grabbing moment of 2022? Let's get to an NRL update for Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. And as we said, the Dally M tonight is at the Randwick Racecourse. It starts at 7.30 officially. Uh, who wins it, Badge? Well, just before you... We're, we're obviously not going, Sats, but uh, we did get invited, I've got to say, this yep. year. Thank you very much. They listen to, to the show. To Frank Pulitura and co. That, yes. he, that, that uh, did invite the judges, and we do appreciate it, but unfortunately, we're working. So when the um, the tally went behind closed doors... Round 16. Yeah, Ben Hunt was on 19 points. Isaiah Yo on 17 points. Nico Hines, 16. Mitchell Moses, 15. Pappenhausen, 15. Gone for the rest of the year. Uh, James Tedesco, 14. Cherry Evans and Dylan Edwards on 13. So mm. uh, Benny Hunt and Isaiah Yo really out in front. Um, Benny Hunt with that two-point spread. I reckon it's out of Benny Hunt and Nico Hines, only because I think Isaiah Yo and Dylan Edwards and then Nathan Cleary, they, they, they took a lot of votes off each other. Yep. But I saw so many times where Ben Hunt was the standout for the Dragons and, Nath- and Nico Hines got the, uh, the Sharks home. Mm. I, I really feel... It's out of them, and and because he had that three point buffer on Nico, I think Benny Hunt is uh, is the likely winner. However, we do don't you know think, what happens? Um, do you think with Isaiah Yo and uh, do you think with or what about Dylan Edwards? Like, did he make, he made a late charge towards the end of the the end year, especially when Nathan Cleary was out mm. for five weeks? Was it enough? I don't know. Yeah. Six points behind that. There was eight rounds to go. I just, I just, I just thought Nico Hines have some really big games. I saw Benny Hunt have some blinders, and then you know, even if it's tight, surely he got three points in that last round. For the had Dragons. to have, had to have. Outstanding. Yeah. Now, do you think? Badge... Do you get votes for Origin? No, you don't anymore. No. They used to do that if you missed your club game, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. Because there's some they players that are able to back up some that aren't. He would have got three for Origin three. Um, Badge, do you think they'll be declaring it before round twenty-five? Usually the points are, the, the point spread is so far ahead that they'll call it. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 no, I suspect it's going to go down to the wire with those two. Mm-hmm. I, I think so. I, we got no inside info, and I haven't kept the tally, but I, I just got a feeling it's those two. Maybe, maybe Mitch Moses makes a run, Sats. Yeah, for the Eels. Mm. Um, James Tedesco played some great footy, and the and the Roosters did come good. That exactly, last six or fourteen seven points. So he's got a five point. He's five points behind Ben Hunt when they went behind closed doors. So he has given him a bit of a lead, a bit of a stretch. But in saying that, he did. He would have t- he would have tallied threes and twos in that the back half of the season without a doubt. James Tedesco mm. on Ben Hunt badge. There's been some breaking news around the Dragons uh, that he's rejected their offer, their revised offer. Um, so the uh, they, they spoke yesterday and they slightly increased their two year extension, but reportedly. 
it's been knocked back. Has this mm. got anything to do, do you think, with him wanting bit of both. some clarity around whether um, the coach is staying, Anthony yeah. Griffin? Yeah, a bit of both. Uh, Anthony Griffin and, and believing that his form currently needs to be reflected in in probably more money than they're offering. But we've got to remind everyone that he's going to be 34 when they kick off 2024, still under contract next year. So mm. 2024, he'll be 34 by time of kickoff. So... Um, it's going to be an interesting one because if it is around Anthony Griffin, obviously they can't give a solid answer to that because they don't know how the Dragons are going to go next year. Yeah, I don't. A club really, some clubs don't really want to be snookered into extending their coach's contract for a player. And it's good they've stood stood firm as well. The Dragons. Mm. Yeah. Um, just before we get to the break, uh, Jace says, "Evening, lads. Sats. A huge congrats to your son and his fiance. Now it's my nephew, Jace, but thank you on their engagement. But do I hear Scomo's voice?" Describing the person videoing the beautiful moment. He's been hiding in the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> he was, Jase. Oh, he was. Uh, let's get to a break. Uh, let's get to a break. And uh, when we come back, we'll have a sports update. Uh, sorry, no, we're going to have Craig Gow, 2003 grand final winning, uh, winning skipper. He's a great man and he's uh, he's got some really good insights in the game as well. Thank you, Australia, for making Polaris Australia's number one selling the side-by-side brand. 21 years in a row. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. And the all-new Kia Nero, available in hybrid and all-electric. See more for thekia.com.au. Sports Day. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. The all-new Kia Nero, available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au. Yeah, grand final winning skipper in 2003. That day was Craig Gow for the Panthers in the win over the Roosters. That's how come I could hear your voice louder than anyone else's screaming at you? Because I was probably the loudest. (laughs) Most excited. In most occasions. Uh, He's going to join us on Sports Day to discuss his recollections and most importantly see whether this current Penrith Panthers squad can go back-to-back. He's on the line. How are you, Gowie? Not too bad. How's things, boys? Really well, really well. When this week comes around every year, do you you sort of play to recollect yourself and think back? Uh... Not really, mate. Not, not really. It's a great occasion, you know. It's uh, obviously we're catching up on Saturday. I think uh, I'm more excited about that than um, the game at the moment. But obviously, when the game comes around, I'll, I'll be right into it. You know, looking forward to the boys uh, going back to back. And you know, they certainly certainly have got the the team. But you know, they've had a, a, a fantastic season as well, and um, they just need to top it off now. Yeah, well, and, and red-hot favourites. That was one of, one of my questions uh, here for you, Gary. Was, are you more excited about the grand final or the reunion? I think you've answered that. Um, do mo- most, of your blokes, most of your blokes turn up? Big turn up this Saturday. Ah, uh, yeah, mm. right. What's the incentive? What's the, what's the go? You get grand final tickets if you go? Or? No, it's just our company, isn't it, Gary? Hey? That's it, buddy. That's it, yep. Go and, go and socialise, go and catch up with the boys, you know. That's the thing, even though that... Um, you know, we had an amazing, amazing year that, that year, and um, yeah, we 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 talked sporadically, but you know, we, ne- we never get to catch up, and you know, it's good to that's where we get to reminisce and, and obviously um, you know catch up and see how boys are and families are and all the rest of it. So it's a, you know, it's a, not, it's a nice occasion. Is there anywhere you ha- you guys have to avoid, like someone's still banned from from back in the day, or you just well, Trent Waterhouse is banned from the Leagues Club. Right, so he's, he's not allowed to go to the least. I, I was thinking about our guest might have been might have got a couple. Can I tell of a quick story now? Now Gowie's not on social media, and right. he's smart, and he's a little bit like you, Badge. And and when I sent out the group message, 
I sent it to his beautiful wife Amanda, and she answers. She answers for him. She goes, "Yes, Craig will be there for FOMO, like fear of missing out, like because yeah. Gowie's got to be involved in everything." So he'll be very excited. Hey, Gowie, uh, grand final week. When you do think back to two thousand and three, what's the biggest challenge of grand final week did, that you found? Well, that was a challenge. I, I just, I, I just thought that we enjoyed it. Um, Sat, you know, like I, I just felt that there was no. We didn't feel like that. Well, there was pressures on us. We'll, we'll, we'll just we'll just go out there and join every, every day, and you know, it's, it's a great experience to the whole week itself and and all the rest of it. But you know, I was uh, Paulie Kent rang me up just for a quote about you know someone giving you some some advice. And I said, well, no one really gave me advice, but you know, the advice I'd be given is just to to enjoy the moment because you know when you get older, you, you don't obviously you don't get to experience these things you know, like you did when you're back playing and, and having those emotions and all the rest of it. So I think the biggest thing is just, you know, really just, you know, absorbing the the whole week and, and the atmosphere and, you know, your, your teammates, your family and all that sort of stuff because it's, it certainly makes the uh, it makes the occasion and uh, well, it, and also good for us, you know, especially when you win the game as well. So I think that's, the, you know, at the end of the day, that's the biggest thing, winning the game and, and um, you know, all that other stuff, it just, just tops it off. Now, going back-to-back, Gary, winning in 2003, you were knocked out by the Bulldogs a week before the grand final, 2004. Did you find it difficult trying to go back-to-back? Was everyone hunting you because no one expected the Panthers really to finish up where they did in 2003? Uh, Yeah, you can say that because obviously, you know, we we still had a good team, you know, in 2004 and, um, you know, we were playing some good football as well. Uh, We just... We just come into a, a, a Canterbury Bankstown side that were, were better than us, pretty much, you know. So, uh, you know, it was a good clash. But you know, some days on the day, you, you get you get done, and and uh, that's what happened to us. So, you know, there's no regrets about that season. Just you know, sometimes we just you just come up short. Is there a bit of danger for um, the Panthers, given that they're hot favourites, have been there a couple of times before? Um, you know, would you be concerned at all about maybe complacency or, or Parramatta sneaking up on them? Oh, I don't think so at all, Badger, just for a particular reason because you're playing against Parramatta. Now, there's that much pressure on this team to win just through their, their fans themselves, you know, not winning for 36 years, you know, you know, internally. You know, that that club's the best sometimes. You just don't know what's going on, you know. So I, I think it's more pressure on, on Parramatta to... To, to get the job done than, than Penrith, so, you know, I think just more um, experience with the, you know the Penrith team having experience, I, I think they know what to expect. You know, most of the guys have, have been there and done it, so um, it's, I think it's it, it all leads to you know Penrith just um, dominating on the weekend. In, and as a halfback, um, are you buying into the talk around that that Nathan Cleary is so far ahead of of other? former halfbacks at the same stage of his career? And, uh, you know, are you, are you a massive fan? Oh, I'm a massive fan. Oh, I, I, he's a, he, don't get me wrong, he's a classy, classy player. And, and uh, you know, the things that he's done so well in his career, of course, he's, he's on that trajectory. Like, you know, he can be better than Joey, you know. I, I don't think the eight on water or like that. But um, I think it's just one of those things where you, you've just seen what he's done. He's just gotten better. But, uh, you know, there was some question marks, obviously, when he come out. And just with in relation to the way he played because, you know, he he was taught pretty much structure all his life and that's that's how they, they grow up. So I, I was thinking, you know, his run game was actually not that dominant, but, you know, he's shown over the last couple of years how, you know, he's 
his whole game has just gone to a new level and, and his run game is just, he's up there. You know, he just he knows exactly when to run, not run, you know, to, to himself. He's, he's got all the abilities and he sees the game so well. And when you see the game so well, you know, it's easy to pick your options and, and, and choose the right ones, you know, 90% of the time. Is, is the big threat the Parramatta forwards, what what they could do as far as, you know, starting fast as they have been and, and just giving Penrith nothing? Um, you know, I'm, I'm talking about Regan Campbell-Gillard and Junior Barlow and uh, Big Sean Lane, who've been in, in you know, in, in rare form. Yep. Yeah, they're certainly they're, they're packs dangerous. You know, don't get me wrong, but you know, I, you know, after watching the semi-final with Penrith Park, they, you know, it's they just got dominated. So now it's 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 the occasion. Can they handle the occasion? Can they can they rise to the occasion? That, that's the other side as well, and that's. that's and it's going to be the, the the team that takes the those big moments, you know. For us, you know, back in 2003, obviously Sats made that unbelievable tackle. You know, Crudo um, really? made three amazing plays. Yeah, well, no one knows about Satsy, but the three amazing <laughs> plays from Crudo were were unbelievable. You know, so but that's the thing. You know, you know we had you know, we had players step up and make big 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 plays, and uh, you know I can't see it being any different for that for that game. You know, you're going to by the stages, and whoever can take those moments. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm sure that they'll, they'll go a long way to win that, winning that, that game. Gary, do you see a lot of similarities when you look at some of the players in Panthers side and the way they play, and some of the players that were in 2003? And I'll mention a few: that Viliami Kikau and the damage that he does, like Tony Potua did on that same side of the field, same size, same sort of athlete. The unpredictability of Jerome Luai and Preston Campbell, your halves partner. And the craftiness of Luke Prittis and Apicoroyasau? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, great point there, Sats. You know, I, I never sort of looked at it like that. I just thought that, you know, across the board, they, you know, they've just been a fantastic team. But if you, you break it down like that, yeah, certainly. You know, there's certainly there's players you can look back and go, oh, well, you know, he, that, that was the same sort of, sort of style of player. Um, yeah, so, you know, uh, just from what that team's done for the last three years and lose players, have young guys come through, lose a couple more, they'll lose lose them again, and to just to really establish themselves. And I think they've been the length of it ahead of other teams. I know other teams started to play well at the end of the year, but consistently across the board, they've been length in front of every team. I think. Would Would you start with with Appy, or as they have been with Mitch Kenny, Gowie? That's a good point, mate. That That was one thing I thought that they'd made the wrong call the other day. Um, I understand why they do it to, to suck up you know a bit of pressure and and that fatigue thing, thing in the first 20 minutes because obviously it's it's brutal out there and it's fast. But I'd play Appy straight away. He, he gives you too much out of dummy half. Mm. It's just his deception and so forth. Mm. And I think that's one thing um, that that we lack when when he's not there. And I think that's one part of you know um, certainly. That, it's going to be interesting to see which way that uh, Ivan goes on the night, you know. So, Baz, I've got one for you, mate. Yeah. Please answer this. If you're Gutho, if you're Gutho, would you be just hanging on Wacko Blake? Because he's going to cop that many bombs from Nathan, and it's going to be interesting to see how they handle that. Because, you know, over the last few weeks, he's been a bit scratchy, and I know that he's going to get peppered again. So, would you be hanging on that side? Would I've, you, I've like, given it a bit of thought, yeah. Just to try and nullify it? I, I, you know, I said last week when um, when they brought Bailey Simonson into the side, they should put Wonga Blake in the centres. And Simonson is, is good under the high kicks. 
Um, you, you know what? While we're on that, Brian Toto's not great either. His 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 numbers under the high kicks aren't great. So I think he's going to cop a bit from the Eels. But yeah, he's not great there. But as Sats has pointed out, defensively pretty dodgy in the centre. So they'll probably leave him on the wing. So I'm exactly what you're saying. I reckon Gutho is going to have to be hanging out on the right side a bit and just trying to look after him and get to some of those kicks if he if he can. And therefore, your left centre, your left yeah. winger, the Eels' left winger, Wunga Blake, uh, sorry, um, um, Mike Acevo, he's going to have to do a fair bit of covering in the back there. So it's a bit of it's a dilemma if you've yeah. got to start playing differently because Gutho prefers to hang around right around the middle mm. of the park and cover anything just in behind. So I, I think they've they've got a big issue there, and if they don't sort it out, uh, that's that's that for me was the big difference between those sides. A couple of weeks ago, Gowie, it, they, they were going well yeah. the Eels until he started dropping yeah. the bombs. Yeah, well, and, that's, and that's the thing that puts them under pressure. And obviously, after watching last week, you, you know, they, um, Cleary put one up, and the same thing. They just, and then all of a sudden, that pressure starts to build, and you know, plays with both heads, especially at the back there. And oh, yeah. mate, don't get me wrong, those things that he's throwing up, like, they're, they're so hard to take anyway. You know what I mean? So mm. he'd be better off closing his a, eyes. One it's certainly going to be one thing for last. <laughs> I think he's, uh, his technique's a little bit out, but too, mate, you know. It so, is, sure but, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's certainly setting up, setting up for a cracking game. And, you know, everyone's talking about it. You know, I think this is the best thing that NRL could have could dreamt of. And, you know, like everyone wants to get to the games and, and, and the rest of it. You know, I just hope it's just a just a thrilling grand final where, you know, the Panthers come out just at the end, you know. I think it will be. I think it'll be memorable. I think it's been set up to be one of the memorable grand finals. Now, I want you to put a rumour to bed, Gary. Better play some audio, and we'll come back after it. I'll ask you the question. Have a listen to this. And Lang takes it towards the 10-metre line. That was perfect. Opened it up. Now Campbell's in position. So is Gower. They take another one. Prittis goes wide to Rooney. Rooney's over. Rooney's in. His second try. It is Penrith's fourth try. The Panthers, they go out to lead by 16 points to six. Now, that's the winning grand final of... The winning try, of course, to Luke Rooney in that grand final. Now, in so, the commentary, Gowie, you hear Fatty say, take a bow, John Lang. They set up for this. Now, can you put the rumour to bed that no one on the field other than Luke Pritters knew that he was going down that short side? Uh, that's certainly the way because I sprayed. I gave Luke Pritters the biggest almighty spray when he's gone to the left side and then he <laughs> threw the 20-metre cutout ball and, and um, put it on his chest. And obviously, um, the walks was too far infield. But... Uh, yeah, that's uh, mate. I, I don't think Langy could be that crafty, sat. You know what I mean? We we always just we all pretty much just five five hit up uh, hit up for a kick and just do our best, you know. So um, yeah, I'll uh, I'll fat his way off there. I think. So you, you, you see why why everyone thought that though? Because you're up twelve six. Yeah. You you get the field goal. What were you still about? Was still about eight or ten minutes it's to about go. Eight minutes to go. And Gary yeah. had set himself, and so I remember a couple of us stood said, up flat. And Preston's ready to go, yeah. and Gowie's ready to go, and you're thinking field goal, and we're going to going to catch it like this, and we're going to twist the ball around, and we're going to pop it straight. All of a sudden, you've gone the short side, and <laughs> beautiful, beautiful work, Luke Prittis. Good stuff. Yeah. Now, Gowie, it's been great. It's been great reminiscing, also getting your opinion around uh, around Sunday's game, which will, will be an absolute blockbuster. And um, are you going to the game or not? Ah, uh, yep, yep, yep. I'm um, doing some stuff for the NRL there on on um, Sunday up Sunday night. So um, yeah, so looking forward to going there and enjoying the atmosphere, and um, you know, just enjoying the game itself. Well, you better send him home early from the reunion then, Sats, if he's got a busy day Sunday. Oh, he won't be early home. <laughs> him and Trent Waterhouse, they'll be powering on, I guarantee I'm my best behaviour. I'm at the Lewis Club like at 10 o'clock in the morning. I've got to do a function for 
So I'm, I'm going to show some responsibility for once. Oh, yeah. hard, it hasn't stopped you turning up in a I'll cab do, the next I'll, day to a I'll, function. I'll do, I'll do my best. I'll do my best. <laughs> I, I can't. That's all, that's all I can do. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you're a responsible father now and, and husband, aren't you, Gowie? Hey, thanks very much for joining us on Sports Day, mate. Thanks, boys. Appreciate it. He's a good man. He's a really good man and a great teammate as well and uh, very giving in his time with, with the fans and the community as well, Badge. Before we get to a break, you got any uh, texts well, there? We're talking about the Dally M's earlier yes. on. Um, Steve remembers when it was on TV. Is it still on TV? I think Well, Tom Fox, Fox and KO, yeah. It used to be on, um, on mainstream telly. And our uh, biggest headline um, has got to be Manly and the Pride jersey. The disharmony it caused had a big effect on how the year, uh, how they finished the year and didn't win a game. And coach of the year, uh, got to be Todd Payton, according to Grafton Bronco, listening on 2GF. I'll throw this to you also really quickly on coach of the year. I think coach of the year is the, the coach that wins the premiership. But in saying that, well, Ivan Cleary winning the minor premiership by three wins. Mm. It's, but, it's not bad, And, and that therefore he's right up there. But yeah. let's remember, this is not uh, decided. This is decided before the finals. Yes. Exactly. So it's nothing to do with how far you go into the finals. Yeah. So let's get to a break. This is Sports Day, the all-new Kia Nero, available in hybrid and all-electric. See it at kia.com.au. Stick around. Sports Day, the all-new Kia Nero, available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. The all-new Kia Nero, available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au. Sports Day, Sports Update. Yeah, before we get to the Sports Update, we've been asking the listeners to text in on 0457 736 736 about millennials. My nephew got married and he did the most millennial thing ever where you set up this big, you know, this big site of, you know, where, the, where his now fiancé arrived and didn't on know anything beach. was happening. Yeah, yeah. someone videoing from up in the, up in the trees. Um, because if you can't put it on... Uh, Social media or anywhere, yeah. Then it's just not real. Doesn't happen. So, what are the millennial things that really annoy you? Okay. Um, What about millennials? Don't drive uh, manuals. I know. What about that? Don't drive manual cars. My son got his. I um, made my daughter get a manual license. My son is not a millennial. Hated me for like six months. My my younger son, but he got a he got his license in an. Auto, in an auto, and he said, that's all right. I, can, I said, what if you need to drive a manual? He said, mm. yeah, in 12 months' time I can. I went, no, yeah, you can. Just switch it over. Yes, in New South Wales. Matty, have you got your manual or your automatic? I have automatic, <clears throat> sorry, but uh, it's due to uh, circumstances. Okay. I didn't have access to a manual car. But could you drive one if you had to? I have driven in the past, yes. Yeah. No, no, no. Could you drive my well, car home legally, tonight? Legally, no, I can't. No, but could you? Could you drive one? Would but? you be able to? Yeah, you're right. not confident. You're not selling it to me. I, I have okay. driven manual vehicles. You're not in the past. selling it to which me. Sli- which side's the clutch on? Uh, it's on the left. Yeah, got it. Okay, you win. So which foot? In, which in foot a European car. Then? Well, we aren't in Europe. No, if we were, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a Commonwealth country or not? Yeah. Uh, and also <laughs> one of the um, one of the topics for the hundred dollar. Bing Lee voucher to be used in store or online is the headline grabber for the years. We talked mm. about the Pride jersey, Alex Johnson scoring 30 tries in two consecutive seasons. Bad, you were saying the seven sin bins. Oh, the seven sin bins, yeah. Yeah, seven, seven deadly, deadly sin bins. bins. Yeah. Uh, so let's get to a sports update and join Robson Civil Projects, jobs at robsoncivil.com.au and badge. Peter Volandis is up in arms around well, ticket sales. He's, he's heard, he's seen, and apparently some tickets for the grand final have gone up online for more than $1,000 a piece. Now, rules that came in a few years ago uh, by the New South Wales government say you can't 
resell tickets for more than 10% above the original price. Yep. If those tickets were $910 originally, that's fine. <laughs> I don't think they were. And, uh, yeah, they will, uh, they'll come down hard. They will come down hard on these people. We were speaking to Troy Warner last night from the Para Cave podcast, mm. and he said he'd pay $1,000 for a ticket. Yeah, but, it, yeah, that's right. Mm. He shouldn't have to. Exactly. Uh, because of our wonderful game of, what's Peter Volandi say? There's a test for you, Matt. Oh, rugby league. Rugby league. There we go. There we go. You shouldn't be doing that. Now, Geelong captain Joel Selwood, uh, absolute ornament to the game of the AFL, has announced his retirement officially this afternoon. Now, it's four days after claiming what he's his fourth premiership, first flag as skipper. Uh, He made the call six weeks ago. He said, I was going to retire at the end of the, the season, win, lose, or draw. And seeing him after the game, it was quite obvious that the send off that he was trying to give. Uh, the crowd and, and thanking uh, the crowd and it was, it was more or less a goodbye. So that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many how many games did he play? Three hundred and uh, be bound three hundred and fifty odd. Crap stack. That's not a crap stack. Two hundred and forty five as captain. That's a record. Two hundred and forty five. And yeah, as you said, four winning premierships. Um, yeah. So he's uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He told a good story. Have we got this, Matt? He this told is, a good story about this is today. Yeah, about how we got. So I, I drove home Saturday night. Um, I, I'd had three beers after the grand final, which sounds a bit boring uh, for a lot of people. Um, but uh, I wanted to get Brit home, um, as she was pretty exhausted, being 18 weeks pregnant. Um, so we decided that we would drive home. Um, but I didn't read the play that well and got back to the place that she was at and forgot the key that was in my locker, so Harry Taylor did the uh, right thing and went and ran and got the key, but when he jumped back in the car and I dropped him off, he left it in his pocket. Uh, <laughs> I decided to uh, turn into the APCO in uh, Barwon Heads and uh, just grab some goodies because I hadn't eaten enough for the night, and um, when I put into gear, it probably then dawned on us that we were in a bit of trouble and we had no key, so... There was a young P plater girl that had been uh, at the pub. Her name was Emily. Um, and I asked Emily if she could drop me home. And I jumped in the car and I asked her how her day was. And she, she wasn't in the best of moods, to be honest. She, it was a busy day at the pub, Bowen Heads pub. And um, she didn't really pick up who I was uh, at the time. <laughs> she asked me how I da- my day was. And I said it was actually pretty good. Uh, <laughs> And then uh, she said, what did I get up to? I said, I actually uh, played in the game today. And uh, she still hadn't picked up who I was, which was a nice thing. Um, And then uh, she asked for my name and then she started swearing at herself. Um, We picked up the key, we drove back to the car and I told Emily that I actually have the cup in the car. Would she like a photo? and uh, she got her photo and uh, she drove back home to Geelong. There's the perfect time when you can say, <laughs> yeah. don't you know who I am? Oh, hey? That's what you would have said. Yeah, exactly. Uh, before we get to the break, Badge, uh, some good news for the uh, women's basketball team in the yeah, World Cup. the Aussies uh, won their fourth consecutive game. So they finished on top of Group B. So they lost the first game against France and wasn't looking real good, but they, they've uh, had this win over Japan. They beat Canada uh, the other night who were undefeated to that point. So what it means is we finish top of Group B, B and therefore if we keep going, advancing through to the final, I think they start tonight or tomorrow night, we uh, we, we can't play USA until the final. They're the hot favourites. We wanted USA, to avoid that, And we wanted we? to avoid that. Yep. 
Um, so did uh, did very, very well. Hey, Sats, uh, biggest headline here from number ending in 393. The Dolphins become the 17th club. Yeah. The biggest news of the NRL year. Cheers, Toronto Rod. Yeah, massive. Was that announced? No, that was announced late, late last year, wasn't late it? Late last year? Mm. Was it late last year? It's a big headline. I thought it was the start of this year. I can't remember. I was part of the process. I can't, I can't even remember it. Yeah, and what about this one? Daniel from Holland Park. No, Munster, no problem. Munster misses origin. Uh, with COVID, but they win anyway. Yeah, wow. uh, that was that was a that was a huge moment that Massive. third game. Absolutely, let's get to a break. Sixty years of family culture. Join the Robson Civil Projects team for the opportunity of a lifetime. Sport A, the all new Kia Nero, available in hybrid or all electric. See more at kia.com.au. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. The all-new Kia Nero, available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au. Yeah, welcome back to the show. And we've got a lot of text here in relation to That's Ridiculous, the biggest headlines throughout the year as well. Uh, g'day, Sats and Badge. This is from Glenn, the Hamilton North legend. Uh, what's ridiculous is that Justin is sending you guys a shirtless photo of himself. Yeah, that is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Glenn, I've got to tell you. Yeah, we're over it. Yeah, ridiculous. Uh, should Mr. Selwood be telling everyone he had three beers and then drove? Hmm. Three beers over about five hours. It's so not bad. That's all good. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. Under the limit. Did Absolutely. The right okay. It, it might have been mids anyway. <laughs> Back or lay on the NRL grand final with Betfair. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Lay bin segment. So to explain this, you're laying on something. You're thinking something may not happen. Yeah. You, okay. That's right. You're mm. laying against it happening. Yes. Okay, and Badge, what do you got? laying against Parramatta to win the NRLW NRL double. Not going to happen. But yeah, I don't think they win them both. In fact, they're underdogs in both, aren't they? They are. Knights and they uh, are. the NRLW NRL double. Dally M NRLW tonight. Millie Boyle. Should be a big chance. Jesse Southwell. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I see, they had a tie last year, didn't they? Millie Ball or something. And uh, Emma Tonegato. It was only a short number of games. I can see why that happens. You yep. know, the spiel, field doesn't really get spread Good to out. see a front rower get it because it doesn't happen in the men's game. What, front rower, from memory, front rower, winger, centre, I think, hasn't won a Dally M, I you, think. Are you disappointed mostly about wingers not winning one? Wingers shouldn't be allowed to win one full stop. So what about the winger of the year? You got a problem with that? There's no, you've got to give them. So you've got to make them feel... Like they're part of the <laughs> feel like the game. Are. Feel like the they wingers, are. yeah. Uh, but a front row, like Camalalo one, but you can't team? class him as a front rower. Wingers hang around with footballers. Yep. Yeah. Not anymore. <laughs> well, on that, my lay bin is uh, a front rower to not get the Clive Churchill. I'm thinking it may happen. So you're thinking front of the Clive Churchill? Well, yeah. there's some con- good contenders there. Regan Campbell Gillard, James Fisher Harris, Junior Barlow. Junior Barlow. Playing great. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, head to Betfair to set your own odds in the NRL Grand Final. Gamble responsibly, of course. Call 1-800-858-858. Don't forget to get your texts to keep coming in. $100 voucher to Bing Lee, 0457-736-736. If you're leaving us, make sure you get the SEN app. Listen to the second hour. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. The all-new Kia Nero, available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au.
stay. The all-new Kia Nero, Available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. Yeah, welcome back to the show, Badge and Sats and the Dally M's are underway, starting to announce some of the some of the awards and the leading try scorers have been announced. And, of course, that will all be uh, pivotal heading towards the ultimate prize, which is the Dally M, uh, the best player of the year. We may see a joint Dally M. We may see a Nico Hines and a... And a Ben Hunt. Yes. Um, we've got a text here also from Michael saying, G'day, Badge and Sats. How good was JT, Jonathan Thurston? Four Dally M medals. Crazy, hey? That is crazy. That's, that's what I didn't realise that until just got reminded just then. So um, keep your text coming in. 0457 736 736 on what annoys you about millennials. Mm. What's the biggest headlines from that's, the year? That's ridiculous. Yes. Uh, got a couple here. Uh, bunkers can slow-mo the tiniest knock-ons, but they can't pull up a blatant forward pass. Cheers, Toronto Rod. I know it frustrates a lot of people. Um, I, I like the system as it is, but I understand, yes, I understand why we don't have it for forward passes. Uh, another one, it's a joke how Para even made the GF in the NRLW after only winning one game before the finals. Come on, that's ridiculous. Seems like the Roosters and Dragons, who are both very dominant at times, especially the Roosters, five from five, could have and should have had two bites of the cherry. See, I, I thought with only six teams, and I know it's easy in hindsight, that first past the post, mm. you go straight to the grand final. Second plays third, winner plays you. That's it. You, you shouldn't have four four teams making the finals. No. In the top, top six. But exactly. Don't yeah. have to worry about it next year because they've got uh, ten, teams. ten teams. It'll be a much, uh, much more distributed uh, final. Hopefully we don't get too many blowouts, but um, – Apart from that, we're loving the footy they're tossing up. Muzz says, Badge and Sats, can you both remind panel operator young Maddie that a manual vehicle is not a vehicle made in Spain? Manuel. That's not the last It's a Manuel laugh. vehicle. That's not the last laugh. No, Glenn, yet. I can't read out your entire <laughs> text. Sorry, you don't run the show. Now in the second hour, Nathan Taylor, who last night we had Troy Warner, of course, Parramatta tragic fan. We're going to get a Panthers tragic fan on tonight, and that is Nathan Taylor. And he's also Who's a journalist it? for the Western Weekender, which Western. is a newspaper out in the Penrith district. Let him have his. So we've got a That's Ridiculous. And um, keep sending your That's Ridiculous in 0457. Propaganda. 736 736. Now, if you're running a small to medium business as a builder, renovator, or tiler, Beaumont Tiles wants to help you out. Head to iCanWin.com.au and you could win $25,000 advertising package to help promote and grow your business. So that's iCanWin.com.au. Get involved. Now, Badge, you, this will be close to your heart, this story, leading Ooh. into grand final week and how much pressure is on the players. And yeah, you've got to try and take as many distractions out as possible. Some players like to be distracted. They like to be busy. Mm. They like to go to functions. Go on some of the magazine shows we see on Read their, Fox, read their social on. media. Yeah. But uh, Penrith's 20-year-old centre, Isaac Tungor, he's opted, opted out to um, opted to forgo modern technology. He's tried to stay focused. So what he's got, Badge, the centre, he's got a flip phone. Yo, beauty. So limited access to internet a and social flip media. Phone. You'd love that, wouldn't you? Oh, look, I've, got a, oh I've got a mate <laughs> who hasn't even got a mobile phone. They've got a home phone and his partner is, has got a phone. He hasn't even got a phone, and he loves it. He just loves it, just not being accessible to everyone, mm. as we weren't. No, exactly. I grew up where next-door neighbour had a phone. We didn't have one. 
We used to get a call from Jackie next door <laughs> to my dad, John. John, telephone. And did you go in the house or did they hand the phone out the window? No, they didn't, weren't that close. No, you walked down the stairs, you went over next door, you sat in their kitchen on the phone for So they're hour. eating dinner, you're standing in the hallway yeah. on a phone call. Yeah, and dad saying, and you'd say, do you mind if I make a call? Yeah, righto. Just put five cents in the thing. You'd be on the phone for another half an hour. <laughs> And, so you and, and you wouldn't know, they phone. wouldn't know if they had any calls coming because it wasn't even a an on-hold signal. You know, the old beat behind it? <laughs> yeah. It was just crazy. <laughs> I don't know how we survived, uh, but good on you, Isaac. Tang, tango. Tango, I love yeah. that. I love that. Now, on Brandy and Vossi this morning, Vossi and Brandy on SEN, uh, Clint Gutherson, they talked to Clint Gutherson, the captain of the Parramatta Eels. He spoke about how the Eels group is preparing for what is a very strenuous week. Look, you, you're obviously going to get nervous. Uh, I'm not going to lie. You, you're probably um, uh, a couple of days after the game on the weekend, I, I started sort of thinking about it and, and taking it all in. And um, I think you have to. As you said, there's only two, two of the boys that have been this far before and uh, with Matto and Timo. But, uh, look, we've been playing footy for a long time. A lot of the boys have played representative games. And um, we, we hadn't got to last week either. So we, a lot of us hadn't had any experience with last week. And... Uh, we just tried to keep it as normal as possible and uh, goes to another level this week. But uh, you just got to enjoy it. Um, a lot of the boys that have been there before um, from pe- previous teams have sent me a message and, and just said, you've got to enjoy the week. You've got to be smiling. Um, if you try and read into it too much, it's going to take a toll on you. But uh, I'm just going, going head first into it and, and enjoy the week. And um, come Sunday, you just got to go out there and, and see what happens and, and hopefully it's good enough. But uh, we're just looking forward to getting our prep done, seeing what happens and um, just really enjoying the process of the week. I've got to say, I love their responses, Parramatta. They got they got on the front foot really early after the game, after they beat the Cowboys. There was the coach, um, Brad Arthur, being interviewed mm-hmm. at the panel, down on the field, bare feet, shoes off. I don't know why. It was hot. It was in the Townsville. Exactly. Shoes melting into his feet. And uh, he said, oh, I've never been here before. Mm. I, I don't know what to expect. So I'm... I'm just going to take advice from others. I really like that that honesty. Yeah, around don't it. pretend you know what it's all, how to handle it. And hopefully, they, they they get it close to exactly. The right. and is there uh, a right way and a wrong way to handle Grand Final week? Ah, uh, well, if you win, it's the right way, isn't it? I think there's a few traps. Yep. Um, and I I remember when Cameron when we first got a, into a Grand Final '87, the whole town celebrated, and we kind of got caught up in it too. It was so exciting, and geez, we've got to play a game now, mm. Manly. Just completely focused. Most of their players had been in GFs in the 80s, early, early well, in about uh, 82, 3, you know, when they played against Para. Um, yeah, they, they were much more composed. Mark Guy tells a story that when they went in for the grand final breakfast badge in 1990, when they played you guys, when you went back to back, that night before, they all went and got on the drink. And Phil Gould had figured something out. And they were all in this room and they were just celebrating. He said, We had. We had a street fair and everything the week leading into the grand final. And he said Phil Gould walked into the room. He could smell it. He could smell people have been smoking cigarettes. They've been drinking. And he just said, you guys just lost the grand final and turned around and walked out. Ooh. What yeah. was that? The 1990. Yeah, when? The day before? Night before. Night before? Yeah. Well, that's not uh, yeah, not a great So you threat. beat a team full of – they were all hungover, but yeah. you can't claim that. Only just beat them too. Now, uh, Clint Gutherson went interviewed also after – after uh, the game on Friday night, and they asked him about how do you handle the week. And, again, he was really honest. I really liked it. He said, you know what, we're going to get an early flight home. We're going to have a few beers together and celebrate it. And I think that's really important. We spoke about that badge, and you put that a number of times where 
Yeah, it's not about just locking yourself down, locking yourself behind closed doors straight away, is it? Absolutely not. Mm. Yeah, and and, and uh, you know, as I said, there's a few different ways to do it, but and some people are going to handle the all the outside pressures and all of a sudden the amount of media you've got to do because a lot of players that don't do a lot of media. Yeah, some of them, some of them, there's a generally at clubs there's half a dozen players that carry the load, but all of a sudden they all have to yep. embrace it, get into it. And for mine, it, it, I compare it to what Brad Fittler has done with the New South Wales side, who it, notoriously Origin teams sheltered a bit from the media, and I was part of that because um, big game coming. And Freddie just said, "No, everyone, you're all available. You're just all talking to them." Mm. And I loved it. I think it's a fantastic approach, and it it just uh, takes that bit of drama away from it. Absolutely, Have a chat to them, get it out of the way the first few days, and then we'll knuckle down. Yeah. Do you know a really vivid memory of mine, Badge, in 03? I was sitting in where the reserves sit watching our second grade team. It was called the Premier League back then. And our Penrith team was was playing in that game against Canberra. And I remember sitting there watching it. And I used to go into the dressing shed really late all the time. I'd be the last to get strapped. And and um, I was just sitting there watching the game. And I remember looking on the screen and everyone was screaming and, and cheering. And I looked up and it was, it was our dressing shed. And they had a the camera in there. And like we see in all the dressing sheds now. And and it was Pe- Preston Campbell mucking around, like mucking around with the camera and there's some guys playing cards. And and then it panned over to the Roosters dressing shed and there was this really nervous, pensive Anthony Milicello, Anthony Milicello. And he looked really nervous, really, really nervous. And it wasn't a sign that, that made you any more confident, but I just thought we've we're a lot more relaxed than what they are and they won a, cr- a comp last mm. year so yeah it's it's interesting how each team handles the week it is it's a it can be physically draining but more emotionally draining can't it badge yeah yeah absolutely now um clint gutherson was also uh, in the interview on the SCN this morning with vossi and brandy he went on to explain how he'll be spending grand final day yeah my game days are, uh game days are pretty similar to be honest vossi it's um i'm a very cruisy guy obviously this week's going to be uh, a little bit more, you're probably going to be a little bit nervous and you're going to want to get out of the house. But I normally try and get down the dog park and take um, my two dogs down there for a couple of hours, hour and a half, and, and just throw the ball around, get away. You, you don't really think too much when you're down there. And uh, have a coffee, have some breakfast, and I'll try to have a nap before lunch. And then um, I like getting out to the games early, pro- probably to take away those nerves before games. And um, I'll get get out there and watch the girls' game before and, and just try and soak it all in and uh, try and get out of the house early, take my family in and... And just enjoy the day, but um, most importantly, get the dogs out of the house first. They're, 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 they're on, on my list first to, to look after, and uh, then the rest will come off the back of that. It would be worrying. Good I'd, distraction. I'd be wondering who's going to feed my dog. Good distraction. Yeah. Eh? You can't just be thinking about yourself and worrying about the game and stressing about it all. You've got to think about other stuff. Before you get this next bit, Sats, biggest yep. headline. Uh, we're asking for the, uh, the headline-grabbing moment for you to win the $100 Bing Lee voucher. Uh, hi, guys. Peter from Burley Heads. G'day, mate. He says, uh, hi, guys. Really love the show. My headline act is the biggest dope with uh, Kevin Proctor smoking a vape <laughs> and having his contract terminated. <laughs> yeah, that was very yeah. uh, not clever. Yeah, exactly. Good on you, Pete. Exactly. Uh, thanks for your text for McDonald Jones Homes. Let's get to some of more. Oh, we'll get some of those a little bit later on. But uh, McDonald Jones birthday sale is on now. Uh, and for Continental Tyres, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia, it's a... Trade update in the AFL, a fair bit going on, and it's uh, pretty difficult for a lot of people who don't follow the AFL to it understand what trade is. Next week, yeah, and there's Monday. a bit of manoeuvring, and uh, at the moment, players and managers, I imagine, 
putting little uh, lures out there just to see what's around. Yep. So Sydney Swans have emerged as the possible destination of out of favour. Essendon bomber Aaron Francis, he played 54 games for Essendon. And uh, he was number six in the draft, actually, in 2015 as a young fella. And for the, the Gold Coast Suns, they look like being the busiest teams of, uh, of the entire uh, AFL around this, uh, this um, trade and draft period as well. Looks like they're going to offload around $2 million. Yeah, Tom Berry players. up the road at the Lions, is, uh, he's getting a bit of interest from the yep. Suns. So he's a chance. And uh, defender Jack Bowes, did I get that right? Jack Bowers, yes. Uh, on a heavily back-ended contract, he's got interest from at least five clubs, including Good position to be in. the Lions. Mm. Yeah, uh, And fellow top 10 draftee Isaac Rankin, this is all from the Gold Coast, will join Adelaide. Well, he's going back to Adelaide, yeah. He's going back there. Family Jeremy there. Sharp and Josh Corbett have been linked to moves away from the coast as well. Yeah, and, and they went okay this year. Just missed out on the finals of Gold Coast, so they need a lot of manoeuvring just to get those final touches. That's a trade update for Continental Tyres, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Search Continental Tyres today. We'll get back to more of your texts after the break. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats, the all-new Kia Nero, available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au. Sports Day, the all-new Kia Nero, available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. The all-new Kia Nero, available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au. Right-hand side, Cleary. Cleary to the line. Went over to the right-hand side. Now puts a grubbering oh. kick through. It's on all day. And Nathan scores a try. And it's a grand final of the Golden West. Yeah, well, last night we spoke to Troy Warner, of course, from the Para Cave podcast. A mad Parramatta fan, so we thought... There needs to be uh, the ability to respond from a Penrith fan. We've gone to Nathan like Taylor. Election. Sorry, Sats, it's like an election. You've got to go for both, you can, both absolutely. parties, give yeah. them their own yeah. say. Yeah. Exactly. You've got to be balanced. And um, this young man is not only a mad Penrith supporter, but also a sports journalist and uh, deputy editor of the Western Weekender, which is the, the local scribe out in the, uh, the Lower Blue Mountains. Uh, he's on the line. Thanks for joining us, Nathan, on Sports Day. Thanks, boys. Thanks for having me. Well, I mean, the, the silly question is how you're feeling. Obviously excited, but with 2020, Nath, with a, a depleted crowd at, at Acor Stadium and 2021 being at Suncorp, having a Sydney Grand Final, what's it like at the moment in the in the Penrith district? Yeah, look, mate, it's absolutely buzzing at the moment. I was just at the uh, the local Nepean Square for lunch and there's balloons everywhere. I went over to the Panthers Leagues Club to pick up some, uh, some extra merchandise just before two and that place is absolutely flooded with people um, getting anything they can, really. Uh, in anticipation for grand final day and um, yeah I mean it is exciting I mean it's a bit of a weird feeling because we have been there the last two years so while while we're all pumped we sort of like we've sort of been through this already so I can imagine for Eels fans it's it's even more incredible having been uh, such a long wait in in between that in between games. Now you've been down to some of the training sessions the fan day which is the usually the first couple of days Mm -hmm. what have the crowds been like turning up to training? Yeah so the Panthers held their open training session uh, yesterday morning down at Bluebet Stadium and uh, yeah they they estimated about six and a half thousand fans down there which was which was awesome because it was a a bit of a dreary wet uh, Tuesday morning and uh, it was it was packed with, with Panthers fans which was awesome and yeah basically everyone got to watch uh, the boys go around, do a bit of few training drills and stuff like that. And straight after, um, which was really cool to see, they all went around and signed everyone's autographs as well. So you're talking the whole squad went the, the entire perimeter of uh, Bluebet Stadium and signed everyone's uh, autographs that they could. And there was even security trying to pull Nathan Cleary away, um, you know, because they eventually had to stop and, and get going for, for their day. But 
but Cleary basically palmed them off and said, no, I'm, I'm keeping going. So uh, that was really cool to see. Um, and, yeah, all the fans just absolutely loved it. And, uh, yeah, because they didn't get to do that last year. Last year they were all up in Queensland. The year before it was restricted, um, you know, restricted uh, people could, could go because of COVID and things like that. So I think everyone just really wanted to make the most of it yesterday. Nathan, uh, Gary Belcher, mate, not a lot of teams and clubs get to go to three grand finals in a, in a row. Um, does it... Is there any sense at all that it's a bit ho-hum? Oh, here we go again. We've been through all this before and it's a, you know, foregone conclusion or, or any any sense of anything like that? Um, not, not really. I mean, when the game finished on uh, on Saturday against the Rabbitohs, I mean, I, you could tell that the players were happy and they, they were thrilled to make it, but I didn't see that cheer elation that we, we did in previous years. And perhaps that's because the games were so tight and they sort of went down to the wire and it was such a relief. But uh, And I guess as a fan as well, like, yeah, don't worry, I was screaming, going crazy in the crowd on Saturday night. But I was like, yeah, this is so cool. We've been here before, but um, you sort of know what to expect. So uh, I asked the players yesterday, actually, I spoke to a few of them about making three grand finals in a row. And, and they were all still in, in disbelief too. They were, you know, Brian Toy said, look, I'm 24 years old. I've made three straight grand finals. Like that, that's an incredible start to your uh, first grade mm. career, I think. So mm. Yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, it is it is an incredible achievement. And, um, yeah, we're definitely very grateful for, to see it happen. When you, you kind of put it in context today, or I can a little bit, because we heard the retirement of uh, Corey Thompson, who's finished his career at the Titans. Yeah. He wouldn't have played in a grand final. Mm. So, you know, you, you hope none of them take it for granted. Can I ask you – I'm going to ask you a bit of a tricky one, Nathan, because there's lots of nice stories around, <laughs> but – um, there's a great confidence about the Panthers and, 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 and some say, yeah, they're, they're mm. overconfident. Others think they're arrogant from the outside. Mm. What, what's your mm. experience with them? What do you say to that? Look, you might think I'm biased because I'm a Panthers fan. I write and it's for okay a, a to be biased? Paper. <laughs> but no, I've never, I've never seen that. Honestly, I've been interviewing these, well, a lot of these guys for a long time. I've been doing this job for more than 10 years. And um, yeah, this is definitely the best bunch of groups that I've ever had to deal with. Uh, they might be young, but they're just so down to earth. And, and the, what I would say is, like a lot of them ask how you are. You know, when you're a reporter, you go out to these things and you're like, you know, you're so interested in the players. But, you know, you get people like Brian To'o or, or Jerome Luai asking how I am and how my day was. It's just little things like that just makes you feel good. And just after, and after seeing what happened yesterday, I mean, Nathan Cleary could have listened to security that wanted him to leave and, and get on with his day. And he just kept on going. And I mean, if you're arrogant, would you really be doing something like yeah, that? So, true, true. Um, so that would be my take on it. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty mm. cool to hear that that they're uh, invested in other people's happiness as well. Now, uh, exactly. favorite favorite player to interview? Who's the player that's most giving with his time? You don't have to worry about going through, you know, media managers, and they're just always <laughs> happy to to have a chat and give you some sort of quote. Yeah, that would be that would be Brian Tyo, definitely. Any chance I can get a, to chat with him, I, I do, and, and I did that yesterday. And he, he's always gives me his time, and he, as I said, he's one of those players that you know genuinely you know take an interest in, in you, and always likes to have a bit of fun and a bit of muck around. And um, so yeah, he he would definitely be one of them. But but yeah, there'd be there'd be dozens in that team that um, you know that you'd have that sort of same experience with. Even Mitch Kenny yesterday, I spoke to Mitch, and he's like, "Hey, Nate, like I didn't even know he knew my name. You know what I mean? Like." <laughs> Just stuff mm. like that, just little things like that, you know, just makes you feel good. So yeah, the, the boys are great. Yeah, you can smell, you can feel the smile actually when you when you're telling that story yeah. coming from you, Nathan. Now houses <laughs> decorated around <laughs> around the region. Is there a lot of houses that have put up streamers, yes. colours? Yeah, definitely. My, well, my colleague Emily, uh, she was working on that story this week, and she's uh, she found a few houses around Penrith and the surrounding suburbs. Have just gone nuts. 
Um, yeah, so it's basically balloons. You've got streamers, and then you've got these really big heads. You may have seen them in the, oh, yeah, in the yeah. stadiums in the crowds. They've got big heads of players. Apparently, they, they, got, they, apparently they, haven't got enough, they haven't got enough cardboard for Isaiah Yo's head. Apparently, it's just too long. <laughs> <laughs> that, that goes back to my theory. They're, they're a bunch uh, of big you heads. said it. You said it. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, yeah, like a lot of the houses, all the windows and everything just have these big giant panther heads in them. So if you were thinking of robbing, you know, one of those houses, just be a bit wary. There could be some panthers lurking in there yeah. in the shadows. Oh, yeah. there, so. how does, <laughs> Nate, how does Grand Final Day look for you and for, for other hardcore Panthers mm. fans? Yeah, so you would think I'd be working on Grand Final Day, but no, me and my boss, we're, we're big, dedicated, diehard Panthers fans members. We sit in the crowd. We don't sit in the media box or anything like that. So, um, yeah, we've got our tickets. You know, I'm going with my uncle and my wife, and we're going to have a, a, a fantastic time, um, you know, just try and get there as early as we can to, to watch the uh, the earlier games and just, you know, live up the, the build-up. And then hopefully if, if Penrith managed to, to get home and win, we'll – you know, get the get the train back to Penrith and, and try and get over to the Leagues Club because I know that that tends to go off after a Premiership, as you would know, Sats. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sats, he didn't even he's not even allowed in the club. He won't be allowed back in anymore. Trent Waterhouse, is still, Trent Waterhouse is banned, I think. Oh, is he from the club? Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> have you got any? Uh, have you got any mates that are, are Parramatta fans or anyone that you know hardcore oh. opposition? I do actually. Um, my my some of my old bosses. I used to work in retail and. I've got a few mates that are that are Parramatta fans. So they came out early this year for the Battle of the West trial, and we all sat in the crowd. And I think Penrith got thumped like thirty to nil in that game. And I was just sitting there going, "Oh, this isn't good." But um, yeah, so all week I've been hearing from them, and they're all nervous as well. They're probably a little bit more nervous than me because they haven't been there before, and I'm not sure what to expect. But yeah, don't worry. the the uh, The rivalry is very strong between uh, between my friends, for sure. Now, Nate, uh, I recall back in 2003, we got on the bus at the Panthers Leagues Club and we headed up Mulgoa Road before you went onto the M4. And I can recall all the people that were just lining the streets of Mulgoa Road until we got onto the onto the freeway. Do you think we'll see the same scene come Sunday? Uh, I think there, there could be because um, they're, they're, I think there is a, a, a supporter group that actually is organising like a bit of a car rally on Sunday, so Sunday afternoon, where you can... You know, um, you know, deck deck out your your car in Panthers colours and balloons and whatnot, and and there's like a route that goes through the Penrith CBD and around Penrith, and then people can just lie in the streets, I guess, and um, you know, celebrate and beat their horns or whatever and that sort of thing. So, so perhaps if they they the, the players are sort of around for that, or if they, the bus goes past, something like that along the way, then I, I can see it happening. Because yeah, I think everyone's definitely going to be. Um, yeah, full of full of Panther pride, definitely on Sunday. It's, it's you know you don't make three grand finals every day. I, mean, I was saying to the players yesterday, like that's very rare to do. Um, you know, so I mean, I know I know the Raiders did. You know, in eighty nine, ninety nine, one. You know, those, that, that was oh, a memorable right. time, but too, it yeah. doesn't happen often. Don't remind him. Don't yeah. remind him about the ninety one. <laughs> yeah, year, you did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And actually, four out of five. Yeah. Just, oh hey, well, um, you know, yeah. you did. You still won back to back. Yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, um, now tonight, Dally M Awards. Who's going to be the best of the Panthers, and and, mm. and and could one of them actually? Do you actually see one of them winning it? Yeah, look, I think it's um, out of the Panthers. I think it probably comes down to to Dylan Edwards is is a bit of a favourite amongst the fans at the moment. He uh, even though he doesn't think he's got a chance. I know some reporters asked him yesterday whether he was in any shot at all, and he said no way. But he that's Dylan. He's just a humble. Humble guy that goes goes about his business. Um, Isaiah Yo, I mean, I know he was he was up there uh, around the top before uh, voting closed. 
um, earlier this year. So I'm sure he'll feature as mm. well. But um, yeah, I mean, it'd be great to see a Panther win at a Daily M. It hasn't happened in a long time, I don't think. Uh, I mean, Gowie should have won, you know, mm. <laughs> back in 03, but that didn't happen. So yeah, I guess we'll just have to see. But it'll probably be Teddy or, or Ben Hunt or something like that. I can imagine they also had good years. Now, okay, give me your scoreline and your Clive Churchill medalist. <laughs> okay, um, I'm going to go, uh, I reckon Penrith by eight. So let's say like 20 to 12. And I know it's, you know, cliche and whatnot, but I just think if Penrith are going to win this match, it's going to be on the back of Nathan Cleary's brilliance. And, you know, if, if Penrith win, it's because it's because largely because of him. So I'm going to say he's going to win his... Uh, second Clive Churchill medal in a row, I think. Okay, this will be the hardest question you'll ever get asked as a Penrith fan, okay? If you had a, a dream Penrith <laughs> okay. team and you yep. could only pick one halfback out of Alexander, Gower, Cleary, who's your number seven? <laughs> uh, look, I know, it, look, I guess it just depends what era you've, you've grown up with. So, um, you know, obviously respect everything that Brandy does and, it, and people are probably going to crucify oh, backhanded comment here. here Brandy we go. Backhanded in the team, comment. But, <laughs> And Gowie, of course, absolute legend. He, he you know, he, he what he did in uh, in '03 and those sort of years around that was was absolutely incredible. But just yeah, just what Nate's been doing in the last few years um, at his age as well has has just been amazing. And as I said, if he can get back to back Clydes and, and that sort of thing, that would that would probably cement it for me. But I mean, yeah, other people. I know other people that would definitely put put Brandy way out on top. But mm. yeah, that's just my, that's just what I think. Well, you're a proud Panthers man, and you should be proud of it as well. Well, you don't agree? <laughs> oh, I'd have Gower every day of the week. So that's, but I'm, I'm obviously absolutely. Yeah, so you should have. Yeah, it was outstanding. Uh, no, actually, I'd, I'd have Brand, I'd, I'd have Brandy at seven, Gower at nine. Okay, so there you go. Right. <laughs> Nathan can have yeah, he can have a he can have it. a number fourteen. Yeah, we'll he can have a number forty jersey, fourteen <laughs> jersey. Yeah. Hey, Nathan. Hope you enjoy Sunday. You're a proud Panthers fan, like we said. And uh, thanks for joining us on Sports Day. Thanks, fellas. Really appreciate it. Yeah, passionate fans. Uh, we've got so many of them in the game, and oh, there's one that will be uh, screaming from the rafters on Sunday. Badge uh, yeah, well, tomorrow night because we've had a para crazy para fan Penrith fan. Tomorrow night we're going to get a referees fan, someone who loves the officials. Can we get cricket? Have we got an audio there for <laughs> crickets? No, nothing there. Okay, oh, okay. <laughs> can't be happening. Uh, a couple of quick texts before we get to the break. Hi, fellas. What's the theme song for the new team, the Dolphins? We can unveil it right now. There you go. Michael from Dremoyne. Thank you very much. Um, and uh, in relation to our biggest headlines badge, one there in relation to the Bulldogs. Uh, yes, uh, this big, biggest headline. Trent has our fullest support and confidence here at the Bulldogs. Gus Gould. Three days later, gone. <laughs> Have we got a phone call there? No. no? Okay. Um, coming through there, sorry. Now, Queensland, in relation to the big... I'm saying a lot in relation to a lot of it, but the biggest headline has just been voted on and also awarded for the Peter Falingos, the Chippy Falingos headline of the year mm-hmm. at the Dallium Awards. And we've had a couple of votes for this as well. Toronto Rod is, is also one of these. Queensland winning the f- first game in New South Wales, biggest news of the year, in Billy's first game as coach. But Queensland are back, so... The winner was Queensland winning the state of origin that third game. The series that was after the getting smashed in game two. Yeah, yeah. No money, Amazing. no problem. No Munster. Yeah, that's right. Mm. So no money, no problem. That will be uh, a good chance of being our winner. Sats. When are we giving that out? 
uh, in the segment eight. A couple Daniel of segments. From, Daniel from Holland Park. You're out in front, Daniel. Mm. Biggest headline, evening sats and badge. Biggest news for the year, Cleary copped five weeks and then leads Panthers to a grand final. The Ooh, big G. Yeah, absolutely. Be, yeah. Hey, we've got a lay. You know we do, do our uh, bet fair segment, yep. the lay something. Uh, trying to ride my lay. The refs have a great game and there's no controversy in the grand final. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope. Fingers well, crossed. Uh, right. For Elders Insurance from local football to community events, it's our way of giving back. This is Badge and Sats. We've got Simon Orchard from New South Wales Greyhounds and That's Ridiculous coming up next. Sports Day. The all-new Kia Nero, Available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. The all-new Kia Nero, Available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au. Time for us to talk about the dish lickers, Sats. Thedogs.com.au, home of Greyhound Racing and from New South Wales Greyhounds. Simon Orchard joins us as often that he does. Uh, Simon, the uh, the million-dollar chase, massive uh, one and run. How are you, mate? Yeah, going good, boys. Yeah, big, big night for us. We've sort of taken the last couple of days just to maybe take the foot off the pedal because it's been a big month for Greyhound Racing in this state. Of course, the Tab Million Dollar Chase you mentioned was run and won by McInerney on Saturday night. And look, a deserved winner in the end. Couldn't take anything away from him. Great training performance from Brendan Purcell. Blake Purcell, his son, boxed the dog and uh, some good scenes behind the boxes with him and Minnie Finn. Minnie Finn obviously had Zipping Kyrgios and for everyone out there that was backing Zipping Kyrgios, I tipped him. Uh, no money on him, but tipped him. I thought, gee whiz, he's just going to storm down the outside and take out this million-dollar race. But McInerney, to his credit, held Kyrgios off, and he's the latest million-dollar dog. Ooh. So big night was held. We saw Super Estrella win the Group 2 Sydney Cup as well. She's just an absolute darling of the sport at the moment and looks absolutely unbeatable. And then Zipping Orlando, boys, if you've got a black book or any of the punters listening out there, put Zipping Orlando in it if it's not there already because there's there's a lot of talk around the traps that this undefeated Greyhound, eight from eight, could be the next star of Greyhound racing, not only in New South Wales, but in Australia. He's just unbelievable, and he won the young star on Saturday night as well. So plenty of great stories and a wonderful mm. night on track. And McInerney eating Atlantic salmon for a month, so that's the first thing he ordered. <laughs> Fantastic. Hey, um, so, yeah, great stuff and another amazing event. And the second, of course, the second uh, Tab Million Dollar Chase of the year. Um, now, feature racing continues on, on Friday. Um, what, what's coming up? Yeah, it does, boys. I, I mentioned having a little break. It's not for too long. I'm off to the gardens on Friday night for five heats of the Blacktop. It's a Group 2 event. It's not worth a million bucks, but it's still worth around 40 grand. And uh, we're going to see five of those finalists from the Million Dollar Chase line up. So, Zipping Curios, French Martini, Anglin Luai, who ended up running fourth and ran a great race, Hold Me Up, and Gatlin are all heading up the freeway, and they'll be racing at Newcastle on Friday night. So the heats of that will be held then in the final a week later. And, boys, the Canamble Carnival is probably not one that's on your bucket list, but for everyone out there who loves racing, I've been told that this is a must-do. It's a carnival that's been ruined by COVID in recent times, uh, but they're back. They kick off on Friday night as well. They run all the way through the long weekend, and uh, I've been told it's an old-school Betathon out there. You just get amongst <laughs> the bookies in the ring. You have a great time. There's music and uh, alcohol and all the great things that we love. Of course, everything in moderation. But I've been told, yeah, some people want to go to the Eiffel Tower, boys. Some people want to sit Cena Court at Wimbledon. Uh, anyone who's in the Greyhound game needs to put Canamble on their yeah, list. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're in the area, um, head on out. 
Yeah, nice. Nice. Now it's back on again tonight at Wenny Park. Uh, what, nine races? What have you got? you got a, a roughy for us? You're also one we can put the bank on? Yeah, look, I reckon the best bet of the night, boys, in a, in a tricky card, race three, number seven, Rockstar Lopez. Uh, nice dog. It's a nice litter, this, for Chris Nutt and Sean Evans. So there's, I think there's four on the ground at the moment. They've all won races, but Rockstar Lopez is the best of the four. Eight starts for two wins and three minors. Uh, it's got the best time out of this lot, 29.9 tour around Wenty Park. I think the biggest threat is dipping Karen in box six, but I think Rockstar Lopez, at around the $2.50 quote, should be able to uh, get punters off to a pretty good start in race three. Good stuff, mate. Thanks uh, thanks for your time, Simon. And, uh, yeah, as always, really appreciate it on, uh, on Sports Day, mate. On you, fellas. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, we'll get on it because race three, number seven, Rockstar Lopez, it jumps in around four minutes. Gamble responsibly. Absolutely. Thedogs.com.au, the home of everything Greyhound Racing in New South Wales. Thank you, Simon Orchard. Now it's time for... Come on, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. There's got to be an investigation into this. This has got to be, someone's got to be accountable for this. Yeah, for expert car service, book in to your local Repco authorised service centre tomorrow. And uh, we've got a couple of that's ridiculouses here. Just while that's ridiculous. Bunkers can slow mow the thinnest knock ons, but can't pull up a blatant forward pass. Yes. Come on, that's ridiculous. What do you got, Badge? What's ridiculous is that. To, uh, Paul from Tiger Town says Nathan Cleary is the biggest myth. I think a lot of Panthers fans think that's ridiculous. Um, I've got this uh, former Matilda. Oh, this was, this is alarming. Former mm-hmm. Matilda Alicia Canavis. She's a victim of a hijacking attempt live on radio. She was talking to Simon Hill on SEN uh, late last week, and it, he's described as one of the most bizarre moments of his broadcasting career and a very very scary incident. We're missing that link, right? That's sort of where we're, we're coming unstuck a bit. Yeah. I think Claire Wheeler has, yeah. has been uh, talking about... <laughs> I have no idea what has gone on there. Um, I really hope Alicia is okay. Uh, that's a very scary moment that's just happened live and air. We'll try and get back in touch... First of all, she was okay, mm. but yeah, she she got out of the incident. She lives in Brisbane. <sighs> Haven't said where it actually happened. Spointingly. But yeah, a, a car, a hijacking or a carjacking. Um, so she was speaking to, to Simon Hill and um, Sydney FC legend Alex Brosk on the Global Game, and yeah, that's that was just great. Listeners were left in that; they were horrified. Oh, um, it's got goosebumps listening yeah, to that. It's a, Absolute shocker. So fortunately, she's okay now. Sat, you might have a more light-hearted. That's ridiculous. I don't think I don't know whether it's light-hearted. It's quite sad actually. But as you know, Badge, I've been doing a bit of reading up about the history of the Olympics and yes. different Olympics and some of the events. I was been um, reading some um, a book around the the Spanish Paralympic intellectual basketball team in the two thousand Paralympics, and I remember this happened, but I've forgotten about it. But I've just been reminded. And they were stripped of their gold model medal they won at 2000 in Sydney after it emerged that players had pretended to be intellectually disabled when they were not, when they weren't. Now, the scandal emerged when a team member, an investigative journalist who was part of the Spanish team, Carlos Ribagorda. Now, he smelled a rat about six months out, so he tried to get into the side, and he did. He trialled for, so he had to do six push-ups, and he had a blood pressure test. And so he was then put in, drafted into the Spanish intellectually uh, basketball team, disabled basketball team. They went through and smashed everyone in all the – there's only eight teams 
in that competition at 2000 Olympics. Wow. Uh, it was the biggest attendance in Olympic Paralympic history at Sydney. But this only had eight teams, Russia and Japan and Australia was involved. And in the final... And Russia was clean. Well, they beat that's, Russia that in the final. Actually, that's ridiculous. Exactly. <laughs> they beat Russia in the final. And then after the Paralympics... Now, you've got to be... It's an IQ of 70 below to, to be... Um, to be able to be considered for the intellectually disabled. Why'd you look at so, me? <laughs> but uh, so basically all these players are amateur players, amateur basketball players, but oh my God. they were told to pretend they were intellectually disabled. So they, so went they were all in on the sting. They all went through and won it. Oh. And this appeared, appeared in the Spanish paper about the, the team. There were people that identified them in, in Spain and were writing comments going, no, 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 no. That guy there, I I dated him, and <laughs> you know he he's not intellectually handicapped. Oh, he's, he's late to meetings, uh, to dates and stuff like that. But I don't think he's intellectually handicapped. Oh. So, day uh, weeks after the two thousand Paralympics, a box arrives at the International Paralympics Committee of headquarters, and it's got the Spanish tracksuit, a gold medal, and also the you know the small salary the that they were given. Uh, to to be part of the team, and it was from this journo Carlos Ribagorda who was just saying, "Hey, I'm doing an investigative piece on the team, and this is what's happened." Come on, that's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. That is, and you know what? That is crazy. They cancelled all intellectually disabled events after that 2000 Olympics. It took them another 12 years, another yeah, what's that? Three, four Olympics before they. Introduced it back in again. Oh, there you it's go. amazing. I've just got a, a text from a mate of mine, yep. Rob, who says that happened. That that uh, uh, play uh, the Matildas former yep. Matildas player getting carjacked attempt. It happened in Holland Park in Brisbane. Oh wow, South yeah. Brisbane. Yeah. Wow. Uh, for expert car Thanks, service, book into your local Repco authorised service centre today and tomorrow and every day after that. Uh, make sure you get text coming in zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. For the McDonald Jones Homes, it's their birthday sale and it is on now. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats and uh, we'll wrap the show up in the next segment and also a last laugh from Badge. Sports Day, the Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. Yeah, to wrap things up for the rest of the show, thank you very much for your texts all night for the McDonald Jones Homes. Their birthday sale is on now, 0457 736 736. Steve from Dubbo says, another great show, fellas. Radio Gold, thank you very much, Steve. You're very positive each and every night. Uh, just been announced, Isaiah Yo, the 2022 Dallium Captain of the Year as well. So congratulations, Isaiah. Fair enough. Co-captains, both he and Nathan. So why they, wouldn't they both be captains? Do they just take the turns or...? What? I've noticed oh, Isaiah runs year. out most times. So, ah, uh, but there was a vote for who was the captain of the year, and the vote went to Isaiah. It doesn't go to both, does, it, does it? You too. don't. You don't get to vote for both. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we will get to some of your text uh, also here now. I want to answer this one from Shotgun Johnny. Says, "Great show, team. G'day, guys. Thanks for the great Craig Gow interview. I'm no Panthers fan, but I know a great competitor when I see one, and Gowie is one of the best. So I get the feeling he'd hate losing at pickup sticks even today. Yeah, you're right." Shotgun, Sean, you've hit the nail right on the head. I've got to say, I've never seen a more competitive human being in anything. And if he can't compete at something, he'll go away by himself and he would teach himself, whether it be golf or tennis or squash, whatever it may be. 
and one of the toughest human beings of all of all time. Now, in that 2003, if you go look at, back and look at some of the some of the games throughout the season, he's playing with a massive big sternum chest pad. He he cracked his sternum halfway through the year. And he took three or four needles every game into his sternum, wow. and he didn't miss one second of one game that entire year. Love those blokes. Yeah, he was he was tough. Yep. What else have we got there, Badge? Um, we have got. Um Ben Hunt contract news is uh, is another big story, uh, led by James Hoop. I won't read the rest of that. That's ridiculous. Um, did you read? Oh, you read before. How good was JT for Dallium Goldman? Yes. Now all these comparisons between JT and Nathan. It's too early. I want to get in this tomorrow badge because Cooper Cronk and Andrew Johns have said that Nathan Cleary is well ahead of them at the same age. Now Nathan Cleary's played more games than every other halfback at this time of his. Careers, 24 years of age. Peter Sterling had three premierships under his belt. By that time. By that time. Yeah. Uh, 81, 82, 83. Yeah. So well, uh, it's hard to compare, I isn't it? I want to get into it a little bit more tomorrow. I think, yeah. it's worth, I think it's worthy of a really good discussion, especially you base it on if they win on Sunday or if they don't win on Sunday. Does that change everyone's opinion? Mm. Mm. So Maybe. now uh, Paul from Tiger Town, he's not a fan of Nathan Cleary's. And... Um, We've got uh, a lot of a lot of text here about um, about not only that's ridiculous, but also uh, some of the biggest headlines. And the biggest headline, like we said, has been voted and was given to the Queensland Origin win as well. Um, and g'day guys, this is in relation to the the Clive Churchill Medal. If Penrith win, I'd like to see Dylan Edwards or Isaiah Yo win the Clive Churchill Medal. If Para win, I'd like to see Gutherson or Reed Marnie from Sporty Gav. I'd like to see the best player on the day get it. I see a front row. Oh, front row did get it. No, Brent Kite got it. Yeah, well. not many. Willie Mason got it back in the uh, early 2000s. He, a he wingers never got Churchill. it. Churchill. Well, I don't think it would have been top three. Badge, can you call? Um, can you mention our winner of the Bingley hundred dollar voucher? It is um, from. Oh, I mentioned Holland Park again. Daniel from Holland Park. Uh, the headline grabbing moment. No Munster, no problem. Queensland go on and win the Origin. There you go. That was the winner in the Which Dally is the winner of the well. Dally M. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Footy finals ready at Bing Lee with huge deals on OLED TVs from all the leading brands. It's the perfect time to upgrade. Head to binglee.com.au. Time for this. On Saturday, it's time for the last laugh with Scott Sattler. I can't believe I just wandered in. I, he's coming right in. He's going to do a set after me. The stage is yours, Sats. There you go, Sats. Oh, hey, before I do that quickly, uh, the premiership rings apparently have been designed by Ray Warren. Is that right? Oh, really? wow. Loving it. Like that. Grub, love it. Okay, uh, Sats, uh, two muffins were sitting in an oven <laughs> and one turned the <laughs> other to the other and he said, wow, it's pretty hot in here. And the other one went, what? A talking muffin? <laughs> I like that. I thought you said it was going to take about a minute, your joke. Yeah, I changed my mind. You changed it, did you? Yeah, the other one wasn't funny. <laughs> I like that. That's great. Hey, thanks it's to Craig Gower for coming on to uh, talk about the current Panther side and also his recollections of 2003. Also, Nathan Taylor, tragic Panthers fan, for coming on as well. And also you, the All listeners, your for your text messages. Outstanding. Outstanding. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sat. See you tomorrow. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So... We doubled it. Chicken and Maccas, together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.